Welcome, everybody, to our mini episode for our podcast. I'm Telly. And I'm Ariel. We are doing an interview for our mini episode today. We're also recording at 1 in the morning right now. Yep. So this is going to be... Very understandable. It's going to be great. You're going to love this. <laughs> it be so coherent. <laughs> exactly. So, Ariel, just a little bit of background. What, um, what did you used to do for your job? I was a hairstylist. All right. And how long were you a hairstylist for? That's a good question. How old am I? Like 12, 13 years? Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. So what got you into being a hairstylist? Um, I wanted to work in fashion, but I realized that I was going to have to go to a four-year college and I didn't want to do that. And even if I went to a four-year college and graduated, I'd have to work for like a fashion house for like 12 years before as like an unpaid intern. And that wasn't going to work for what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be connected in fashion in some way without the schooling. So hair is an ex- hair and makeup are like an extension of that world. It's still very yeah. much a part of it. It's still when new trends come out with clothing, hair and makeup changes too. So that was a way I could participate in it and I could be creative and flex my creative muscles, but still be able to stay like close to my home and not spend so much money on school and so much time. Man, that's awesome. What that's that's a really smart way to go about it though, where you're you're looking over like this is the time I have to give to it and this is what I want to do. I really admire that. Thank you. So that's awesome. I admire that a lot because I am not a hair person. I've realized that there are people who understand hair, and there are people who don't. And I am I've given Daniel, my husband, a haircut once and found out quickly I'm not a hair person. <laughs> And every time someone cuts their hair and is like, what do you think? And I'm like, awesome. And they're like, really? Because I don't like it. I've realized they're seeing something I don't. Mm, mm -hmm. And that's a really cool, that's a really cool ability to have. Thank you. Um, So now that we have a hairstylist that we're talking to, it is now fall. And we're talking about fall in many different ways. What advice would you give to the average person who is not a hair person on what kind of treatment they should give to their hair right now with the change of season. Extra moisture is gonna be huge. When we move into fall and winter, we see a lot of dry hair, we see a lot of um, mechanical damage and like environmental damage. So like windy weather can cause static and breakage. It's kind of surprising, but it does really affect things from season to season. So it's cold, which creates brittleness. And then also just like if there's, if you have high winds or if you have a lot of rain or if you have, you know, if you have the window down or if you're going from extreme heat to extreme cold from like a warm car to a cold outside, it just kind of shocks your system. A lot of times people have issues with their skin at the same time. Oh yeah. So (laughs) yeah. 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 So you're going to be wanting to do like, a moisturizing mask once once a week that you leave in for like 20 minutes 20 minutes or more i would say would be the minimum that would be like your main line of defense okay mm-hmm. so i know but for my journey on my hair care for dummies we're looking at adding moisture mm-hmm. i've been told before to switch my shampoo and conditioner 
Is that also something that you have to do with the change of season or is that... I would say that's highly individualized. Yeah. So for some people, yes, okay. you're going to want to switch to maybe a heavier formula. For some other people, everything is stable kind of all the time. Okay. So if you're someone who, if you need to, if you find that you need to change your skincare where like a product used to work for you great and now it's not, that's a good indication that's going to be true for you for hair as well. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. So I would, I would tend to veer into heavier formulas like a, th- a thicker moisturizer, thicker shampoos, stuff that has built-in moisturizing compounds would be a good move for fall and winter. All right. So would you have any strong recommendations towards places we could find these types of hair care routines or a, a, a really good deep moisture hair mask? Yes. Okay. So my absolute favorite deep moisture masks, I have two of them. One is the restorative deep moisture from... Moroccan oil. That one's really good. It's super, super creamy. And if you have fine hair, it still doesn't really weigh you down, which is really nice. Uh, There's another one by Brazilian Blowout, which smells really, really, really good. I've heard of that. I've heard Mm -hmm. of Brazilian Blowout. It sounds... It's really good. So you don't need to have a specific hair type or even have had the Brazilian Blowout treatment in a salon to enjoy the benefits of the deep conditioner. Okay, well that's cool. Yeah, it's a really thick, creamy type of formula. It almost feels it's like a, it's like a really creamy paste. Oh, okay. how I would describe it. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, here's here's to our all of our journey to have better and healthier hair. Yeah, absolutely. So, awesome. Um, so, over the years, you since you were a hairstylist for quite a few years, what, uh, what styles or trends did you? often see coming into popularity during the fall and autumn season yeah that's 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 interesting because we tend to see a shift into darker warmer and richer colors during the fall and winter and then when we go move into spring and summer we tend to move into more more light and bright and cool tones so for example if you're a blonde Suddenly in the magazines and stuff, you're going to see that the new hot trend is honey blonde. Oh, okay. Mm. Or caramel blonde or warm macchiato almond blonde, something like that, you know? Something deeper, something richer. Yeah, something richer, something with more warmth. Of course, that doesn't work for everybody because we all have different skin tones. We're all different color seasons, but you'll see someone like Scarlett Johansson, someone like Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Those are really good examples of people that can kind of move in between those two color seasons really well. Oh, wow. So yeah. you'll see both of them will have, Jennifer Aniston, will have like kind of a more almost blonde, like where it's kind of brunette, but it's kind of blonde at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a warm, toffee, cinnamony kind of... Yeah. I don't know why, but we loved using food terms describing hair. I th- well, I we're very food motivated. Yeah, as a just a, everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and of course this is all subjective. Like what is honey to some one person is not to some, someone else. Yeah. But yeah, you you see a lot of like deeper, richer, warmer tones. All right. So it's it's definitely the it's brunette season in yes. a way. Like you have much deeper and darker we tend to go more brunette Mm -hmm. so as far as color palettes with 
makeup, does that change as well? It does. And of course, again, this depends on your skin tone and your color season, but we do see a lot of deeper, darker, maybe even jewel tones moving into autumn, winter. So maybe if you're, maybe if you're fair, if you're a fair skinned person and you kind of do more like pinky pastel shades, you might move into like a peach. Okay. A peach palette. So, That's really good advice. So it's like a little bit warmer, but it's still very light. It will still work on your skin. Or if you're more like olivey, you might move from like a cherry or a raspberry kind of blush, like lip combo into something just teach, like a little bit deeper, you All know? All right. Man, that's actually great advice. I know I tend to be on the lighter side and uh, I guess on the color season wheel, I would be a, a soft summer. Mm -hmm. So I always struggle figuring out through the other seasons, man, how do I figure out how to seasonally be within these colors yeah still within the colors that work on me because yeah. i'm very muted totally and and if you're if you're fair skin and like the pinky kind of tones work best on you and like peach is not your thing because again that's it's all very highly specific you could move from like a light pink to like a dusty rose oh kind okay of color, like yeah. rose gold kind of palette that's really flattering it brings a lot of warmth to the skin and it also can play off of, and also all of these colors and these new color palettes play off really well of the new color, the hair color trends. Oh, Yeah, okay. so like a honey blonde girl looks really great in peaches and in like a dusty rose. That's, that's actually, that's brilliant, man. Yeah. I never would have put all that together, but that's, we're going to look so fabulous. Or like a brunette girl who normally looks great in peaches might look even might look great in like more of a maybe even a tangerine that sounds Ooh. too strong but like a tangerine pink to yeah, where so, it's something just a little, little more, bit more saturated a little more orangey exactly okay mm -hmm. so as we can see if you are not an autumn within your color season there's still ways you can work within it absolutely absolutely you, you can still weave your way through you can still find a way to just go a little richer go on the deeper end of your color scale of what you feel looks best on you. The rule with hair color to make everything look really natural is you if you if your goal is looking natural and like fitting what you're naturally are given, you stick within two shades of your natural color. So, oh, okay. So if you sit at like, I don't know, a medium brunette, you can go and sit at a dark blonde comfortably or you can sit at a almost almost darkish brunette and it would look really flattering. And I think that the same principle can apply to makeup and, and skin and skin. Obviously your skin color is your skin color. Yeah. But when it comes to like eyes and lips and stuff like that, sticking within two shades of your of what is normal for you would be ideal. That is really solid advice. Man, now that we know how to dress ourselves within the color seasons, I'll probably be texting you about it later. <laughs> Don't I'll worry. be honest. I, I'm here for you. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so within these color seasons and these trends that you see coming in and out. What trends do you are you seeing popping up this year for the fall colors or the fall looks? This is kind of an interesting year because because things have become so individualized and because I think we were all allowed to explore ourselves so well during COVID, um, we discovered things that don't work for us. We were forced to not go to the salon for a while. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know. I was out of work well. for, for a little bit there. <laughs> so what I'm seeing 
is that people are kind of ignoring the color seasons now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're more often like, nope, I know this works for me. I know this is what I want. And this I'm is, not going to think about I'm it. I'm not going to think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just kind of like free for all. It really is. And I think that's the, we see that with clothing too. We see how there's all different types of clothing styles. Whereas in the past it was like, this is it. This is what you look like, period. Yeah. Low-rise jeans are the only thing that's available. Oh, gosh. And that is all you can have. Never again. <laughs> I'm never going back. I don't care what people say. Right. We have that option now because all yeah. of that stuff is available to us. But maybe it's just from, like, a, we're at a point where we're so tired of being told what to do. And we're like, you know what? I'm just, let me be. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we're going to see, you know, you're, we're, of course, going to see, like, again, like, the very chocolatey, rich tones, very shiny hair is always is always in, but somehow it's easier to achieve in winter and fall. I don't know why that is, but yeah, it is. There's something about the season that surrounds us that just feels richer and deeper. It's probably because that's what nature does. I would agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We might see people who want to, who want to like add depth back into their hair. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's pretty normal to see this time of year. And again, that's, that's very individualized too. Um, my favorite technique when adding depth into like someone who is light hair, instead of doing low lights, don't ever do light lights, people. Don't like, do anyone who's just don't do it because they fade and they look gross. So you've heard it from a thirteen year plus hairstylist. Don't do low lights, please. I have a way to do it. That's not the traditional way. So what you want to do is if you're going to a salon and you want to change things up for the for the for the fall or winter and you want to add some depth into your hair, do ask for a color melt. I like your funny words, magic man. I know. Man. I know. <laughs> so so what your stylist is going to do is they're going to bring brightness up where it should be around your face if that's cuz that's generally where we like brightness to be. That's where it naturally would be cuz that's where the sun would be. Yeah. Um and then they can take some pieces, some panels within your hair, the body of your hair, and they can paint your new, like a new, richer, warmer color that is very similar to your natural root, but just maybe just like a little bit warmer. Yeah. Bring okay. that around down about halfway down the hair shaft in a foil and then take conditioner and finish it off. So instead of giving yourself like these darker dyed strips in your hair, just let's go for just shifting the tint to something richer. Yes. And it'll be a lot more natural. It'll looking. be a lot more natural. Don't ever, I won't say don't ever, but generally don't ever have your high, your low light pulled all the way through to your ends. It looks ridiculous. It looks stripey. It's, it's very, I'm, I'm thinking of an era where that was a big thing where it was like the zebra stripes. Yes. And unless you're going for zebra stripes. Yes. It's never going to come out the way you want it. And stylists will still do that. And if you're taking super fine slices, it can still look quite nice. But personally, I find that it always turns out better if you leave the edges, like the, the ends raw. Yeah. Yeah. Let the ends be. Let the ends breathe. Let them be because depth doesn't happen in the ends of your hair. It happens up towards the scalp. That makes sense, actually. Mm -hmm. Wow. I learn so much every time I talk to you. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by the Foundation for Disgruntled Podcast Hosts. Were you ruthlessly kicked out of a bonus mini-episode by your co-host? 
Do you fear that your job is hanging by a thread? That any moment you'll be replaced by somebody who honestly does a much better job and the audience prefers and is 10 times more professional than you and also has much more interesting things to say? You deserve compensation. Just call 1-800-I-AM-THE-HOST. Please don't kick me off my podcast. And we'll be there to help you get the compensation that you deserve. Disclaimer. This ad is merely satire and should not be taken seriously. No podcast hosts were harmed in the making of this bonus mini-episode. So we're in we're in kind of the wild west of trends right now. We are. Which is cool. I've noticed ballet flats are back somehow. That was wild to me. Yes. Very. Yeah. So things are happening. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Though I'm, I'm taking an optimistic view on most things right now. That's the way to be. So as far as trends, it seems that there's a lot of reoccurring. So my question is, is anything actually ever new? How often do you see things circle around and come back around full circle in the 13 years you were in ha- you're a hairstylist? Yeah, so fashion and fashion I think encompasses hair and beauty. It's cyclical and I would say it's on a 20 and 30 year cycle. So we see the same things coming around every 20 to 30 years. For example, what's been big lately for the last couple of years is the 90s supermodel blowout. Oh, for sure. Right? Big, huge, huge. So we rejected that in the 2000s. So strange. We wanted everything as straight as straight could be. We wanted our bodies to be as straight as straight could be. Yeah. We wanted to look like Paris Hilton. That was totally the look. We wanted to be a straight line. With stringy, like flat hair. All straight. Completely straight. Or if there was a curve, it's, it's wrong. Or if you had some curl, it could only happen at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Everything was very slick. So right now we see a lot of beautiful, big, billowy blowouts. And that is a direct reflection of what was stylish in the late 80s and 90s. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So moving forward, we're noticing low-rise slightly coming back. Oh, yes. But all of us who had to live through it when it first happened, we're not letting that happen to us again. Absolutely not. So for the younger generation, you don't want it. Please... Just save yourself a lot of time. It's not your friend. And her, it's not your friend. It wasn't meant to be worn on the streets. New, it was not actually. It absolutely was not meant to be worn on the streets. It started as a couture piece by an Alex, by Alexander McQueen. And people missed the point of the show. Anyhow, like, so, yeah. words were added to the dictionary because of those pants. That's a, like, that's a lot. The term that's a big muffin deal. top exists now because of what it made your tummy look like if you don't if you didn't have like a flat washboard ab situation oh man yeah we're not going back you guys Mm-mm. we're we're curvy and we have flesh and yes. sometimes we want our pants to go a little bit higher to cover that yep but that's just i just know i'm not going back but that no. might be why we're in full wild west mode right mm-hmm. now because everything's coming back and for the girls who have the body type to wear those low rise and they're really excited about it, that's awesome. And I'm yes. happy for you. I'm not going to do that, but I will be happy from you for afar. Yes. As far as trends, younger ones, if your body is not the body type to have low rise jeans, there's nothing wrong with that. Most of ours aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. It is okay. 
It's completely fine. So, so to answer your question, yes. which I kind of went a little philosophical there, everything's kind of been done mm-hmm. at this point because, you know, trends in fashion and makeup and hair began way back in ancient Mesopotamia. And we've seen these things repeated and repeated and repeated. So the, the billowy blowouts from the 90s that we love are also a reflection of like the, the 60s. They had really big hair in the 60s. It was stiff. So yeah. the 90s was an adaptation of that. 90s hair was stiff too. That's true. It was stiff. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Lots of mousse, lots of hairspray, hot rollers. I remember the got to be gel yes. that you would get all crunchy in your hair. Yes, absolutely. So, oh, man, I'm having flashbacks. Now our billowy blowouts are softer. We want them to move. Yeah. So I would say that the core of what the trend is is not new. Mm-hmm. But we add a modern spin to it. Yeah. We add our own flair to it. And part of that is because we have better material. We yeah. have better tools. We have better product. Sometimes we have better fabrics to work with when it comes to clothing. Sometimes stuff is way easier to source than it once was. Their techniques have maybe not improved. They've become more widely available for people to learn. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So everything comes around eventually. Everything comes around eventually. So everything that you learn now will probably be adapted in another 20 years. And if you have a pair of shoes that aren't technically in style right now, just wait another 20 years and they'll be back. They probably will. And they'll be considered vintage and really fancy then. Yeah. So for all those square-toed shoes that I threw away back at the beginning <laughs> of the 2000s, I think of that all the time as I buy new shoes now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Ariel, is there any advice that you would give to anyone who's trying to figure out their personal hair color or style or is feeling like in the midst of this wild west of style right now of figuring out what works for them? What, what advice would you give them to, to start out in the right direction? I think that a person's natural state is the most beautiful. I but agree. enhanced. Like yourself, but a little bit more polished. Yeah. So that means different things for different people. I think a great way to figure it out is to, um, if you can stand in front of like a window with natural light coming in, like indirect lighting, and you have a mirror, you can hold up different colors to your face and see what it does to your complexion. That's really good advice. Mm-hmm. And then stay within a couple tones of that. Yeah. If you find... It, it'll, be, it'll be easy to tell. Like, uh, when you hold up a certain color up to your face, somehow your skin's going to look better and your eyes are going to look more clear. Yeah. Oh, man. And that can help inform your decisions on what is a good hair color for you, what is, are good makeup colors for you, yeah, and really affect how you feel about whatever choices you make then. You're not just, that's what I love about this Wild West right now is you're not just grabbing trends, you're not just grabbing styles, you're grabbing what makes you feel good. Absolutely, yeah. And if you're having fun participating in trends, by all means, keep mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. You know? But make sure that you feel good about it. Exactly. And that's the you only feel thing confident. that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're not sure where to start, that's a good way to start. And you can even use just use something as simple as like construction paper. You know, they're different colors. Hold them up. I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for joining me today for this interview. Of course. On our podcast. Yeah. I always appreciate being around you. We just both shared in partaking with our beautiful PSL martinis. It was 
That was like the best drink I've ever had. I'm, I'm not so even glad. <laughs> You'll find the recipe on our Instagram on a reel. Mm-hmm. So to close out today, Ariel, are you feeling cozy tonight? I'm feeling very cozy. Oh, me too. Thanks for joining. This podcast is produced by Jess and Telly. Music is by Sinver. Hello, this is Daniel. Daniel Two idiots. And Telly. <laughs> We're talking now. Conduct an interview, Daniel. Now, no, you are not taping my... You're not taping this. No.